48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. Police say a raid on Apple Daily and the arrest of five of its executives is related to articles calling for foreign sanctions. But the newspaper remains defiant while the UK and the EU say the national security law is being used to curb the media and dissent. And three astronauts arrive at China's new space station. Police say their raid on Apple Daily and the arrest of five of the media group's executives this morning are linked to newspaper articles allegedly calling for foreign sanctions. Authorities warned the public they could face prosecution for sharing the articles on social media. Damon Pang reports. Police said around 500 officers took part in the morning raids targeting the pro-democracy newspaper. After a court warrant was issued allowing the searches and the seizure of journalistic material, phones and computers. The force said the Apple Daily office in Changkwana was a crime scene and access was being restricted. Five people were arrested on suspicion of conspiracy to collude with foreign forces, with Apple Daily saying editor-in-chief Ryan Law and two other senior editors were detained, along with the chief executive of parent company Next Digital and its chief operating officer. Senior Superintendent Steve Lee, who has the police's National Security Department, alleged that the five had played a crucial part in the publication of more than 30 articles calling for foreign sanctions against the Hong Kong and central governments. He said the article stated back to 2019, before the national security law came into force. We have a very strong evidence that the questionable articles play a very crucial part for the conspiracy, which provides the ammunition for the foreign countries and the institutional organizations to impose the sanctions to Hong Kong and the peoples of the Republic of the Chinas. Mr Lee did not disclose any details about the articles, but suggested the public could find themselves in trouble if they share them on social media. He warned that doing so would attract suspicion. Security Secretary John Lee, for his part, said he had ordered $18 million of the media company's assets to be frozen as he had reason to believe the money belonged to a criminal syndicate. He also warned the public and the media to cut all ties with the arrested Apple Daily executives, saying anyone who didn't would pay a hefty price and would come to regret it very much. The suspects have been arrested on strong evidence that they are conspiring to endanger national security. It is your choice whether you will regard them as part of you who go about your journalistic work lawfully and properly. A senior lecturer in journalism at the University of Hong Kong, Sharon Fast, says she finds Mr Lee's comments ominous and warned they could pave the way for tighter government regulation of the industry. You can see that his dialogue is kind of giving away this idea that we either dehumanize or stigmatize or label someone uh, as being a, not a normal journalist, quote-unquote, when in fact, you know, um, it's, <laughs> it, it's, that's kind of both ominous and incorrect. I would say it's ominous because it's, it's promoting this narrative that what is a proper journalist is this particular view by the government. And it's incorrect because it's precisely the role of a journalist in a free society to report on political views and political developments even where they might be unwelcome. To other news, and the government will from next month start giving out up to $3,900 a month to families who have been on the waiting list for a public housing flat for more than three years, as the average waiting time now reaches almost six years. Francis Sitt has the details. 
The scheme was announced by Chief Executive Carrie Lam in her latest policy address, and officials have now reviewed how much cash households of various sizes will receive. Individuals on the waiting list are expected to receive $1,300 per month under the scheme, while family of six or more will get $3,900. The money will be handed over at the end of each month. But comprehensive social security assistance recipients and those already living in public housing flats won't be able to apply, and individual applicants are only eligible for the money if they are elderly. Application forms for eligible households will be sent out later this month, ahead of the start of the three-year trial. Director of Housing Agnes Wong says she understands poor families may consider the sum to be too low, but she believes it will still help them. Whenever they receive this cash allowance, there's no need for us definitely to use it to pay for rent per se. So this is purely to relieve the pressure while waiting for the uh, public rental housing. The cash allowance scheme will cost an estimated $8 billion and is expected to benefit around 90,000 households. Tune to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Returning to our top story on the police's raid of Apple Daily and the arrest of five its senior executives, the newspaper has so far remained defiant and has vowed to fight on. As Aaron Tam reports, it's also said staff will loyally defend their posts. The newspaper noted that police had taken away 38 computers used by journalists, proclaiming that this is the worst era of Hong Kong. In a letter to readers, Apple Daily says all its journalists have reported the truth legally and reasonably. According to the letter, everyone at Apple Daily is upright. We will still try our best to be Hong Kongers who persist so that we can live up to the readers' expectations. Apple Daily also said it had been left speechless by the government's warning for people to cut ties with the newspaper. It said it has truthfully reported how other countries and various organizations have responded to the situation in Hong Kong, and these responses are facts available for the whole world to see. The next media trade union, meanwhile, says it was outraged by the arrests, pointing out that editorial staff at the newspaper have always been professional and have stuck to journalistic principles. It alleged that the cases reflect an expansion of power by national security police and that officers can now treat journalists as criminals and journalism as crime merely by claiming that past news articles breached the law. The union insists journalism is not a crime. Eight media organizations have issued a joint statement saying they're shocked and disturbed by the massive raid on Apple Daily. They said the latest developments raised questions of whether national security law had been weaponized to target the media and certain journalists, adding that press freedom is now under severe threat. The chairman of the Journalist Association, Chris Young, said he found it quite scary that a number of articles published by Apple Daily had been cited as evidence to accuse the newspaper of trying to endanger national security. He said the case will undoubtedly send a chill across the news industry and exacerbate self-censorship. It is a very extremely bad case on freedom of the press in Hong Kong. If media organizations get into trouble for reporting or publishing articles that are considered as posing a danger to national security, and also the fact that uh, police seize and search journalist materials, uh, so no protection to journalists and material, uh, that will create chili. Uh, effect on not just the media but for the public who will feel unsafe and uneasy talking to the media. 
Both the UK and the EU have criticised the arrests of the five Apple Daily Directors. Priscilla has more. The UK Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab accused Beijing of using the national security legislation to target what he said were dissenting voices in Hong Kong. He wrote on Twitter that the raid and arrests at Apple Daily were aimed at clamping down on dissent rather than tackling public security. Mr. Raab said freedom of the press was one of the rights China promised to protect in the joint declaration and that should be respected. The European Union, meanwhile, accused China of using the security law to silence the media and freedom of expression. In a statement, a spokesman said it was essential that all the existing rights and freedoms of Hong Kong residents were fully protected, including freedom of the press and of publication. In other news, the Department of Justice has dropped a charge against a reporter accused of making an improper car license plate search. As Wendy Wong reports, they noted that the search was made as part of the journalist's work for the Ta Kung Pao newspaper. Wong Kai Kung was put on a good behaviour bond for a year in the sum of $2,000 and was ordered to pay $1,000 in court costs to the West Kowloon Magistracy. A bind over order is not a criminal conviction and the charge of making a false statement that the 47-year-old faced will be left on court file. The Department of Justice said it agreed with the order as Mr Wong had a clean record and was working for the pro-Beijing newspaper when he made the license plate searches. Freelance journalist Bao Choi was convicted of the same offence and was fined $6,000 in April. Ms Choi's license plate searches were for an RTHK program aimed at identifying some of the perpetrators of the 2019 Yunlong mob attack. Hong Kong's latest jobless rate has dropped further to 6% from 6.4%. The government noted that the employment situation in the three months ending May improved in almost all major sectors. In a statement, Labour Secretary Lo Chi Kuang said the local economic recovery and easing epidemic situation have helped the job market. But he also warned that the global pandemic situation remains a source of uncertainty and some sectors may take longer to recover. Hong Kong has fallen two spots to the seventh place in an annual global competitiveness ranking report. The SCR fell slightly in economic performance and business efficiency rankings but it retained its number one place in government efficiency. Switzerland has knocked Singapore off the top spot of the competitiveness report compiled by the International Institute for Management Development, with the city-state taking up fifth place this year. The government noted the report had recognised Hong Kong's strengths and pledged to step up investment in infrastructure as well as innovation and technology to further develop the city as an international hub. The Centre for Health Protection reported no new coronavirus cases today, local or imported. This means Hong Kong has now gone 10 days with no local COVID-19 infections. It's so far so good in the country's latest space mission. Three astronauts have arrived at China's new space station and will spend the next three months there. Priscilla Ng reports. Three, two, one. Ignition. It's the latest chapter in the country's ambitious space program. The Shenzhou 12 spacecraft blasted off from the Jiuquan Satellite Launch Center atop a Long March 2F carrier rocket. It was carrying three astronauts, including Nie Haisheng, who is commander of the mission. Some six hours later, the spaceship successfully docked with Tianhe, the core module of the new Tiangong space station. The astronauts will be performing two spacewalks and other experiments during the next few months. This is China's first crewed mission 
mission in nearly five years. Jonathan McDowell is an astronomer at the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics in the United States. He explains the significance of today's maneuver. Well, it really establishes China as a front-rank power in human spaceflight. It's essential for them in the longer term if they want to compete in sending astronauts to the moon and Mars, because there you're a long way from home. You need to know that your equipment's going to work for a long time. So testing things out in Earth orbit, learning how to repair things, learning how to keep things going is a critical technology preparing for that. Also, it's an opportunity for China to build relationships with other countries. Unlike the International Space Station, there aren't any countries on the critical path. Like in the ISS, you know, you have the robot arm that's provided by Canada, the airlock from Japan. The Chinese facility is going to be all Chinese, but they're inviting other countries to fly experiments on board. And so that'll give them the opportunity to be seen as a high-tech host that can uh, get, for example, developing countries more connected to space. Danish footballer Christian Eriksen has been fitted with a heart-starting device after suffering a cardiac arrest during a European Championship match on Saturday. BBC's John Bennett has the details. Denmark's team doctor Martin Boson says the heart starter device, or ICD, is necessary after a cardiac arrest due to rhythm disturbances. He revealed that Christine Eriksson has accepted the plan and other specialists all recommended the same treatment. It's a small device that can treat people with dangerously abnormal heart rhythms, sending electrical pulses to regulate these rhythms. Another player at Euro 2020, Dutch midfielder Daley Blint, was fitted with an ICD after being diagnosed with heart muscle inflammation in 2019. And at the Euros 2020, UK have beaten North Macedonia 2-1 in Group C. Both teams had lost their first games. The US Tennis Association says this year's US Open will be played in front of maximum capacity crowds for its entire two weeks. It'll be the first full attendance for a Grand Slam since the part, the part of the pandemic. The tournament at final Grand Slam of the year is due to be held from the end of August. Meanwhile, Rafael Nadal says he's withdrawing from Wimbledon and the Tokyo Olympics in a bid to prolong his career. 35-year-old Spaniard who won Olympic gold in Wimbledon in 2008, triumphing again at the All England Club two years later, revealed his decision on Twitter. Last week he was beaten in the semi-final of the French Open. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. Police say a raid on Apple Daily and the arrest of five of its executives is related to articles calling for foreign sanctions. But the newspaper remains defiant, while the UK and the EU say the national security law is being used to curb the media and dissent. And three astronauts arrive at China's new space station. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3. Like a long, lonely stream, I keep running towards a dream. to be free moving on moving on there's a place in the sun 
wonder to get us started in our second hour together that one being a place in the sun which is what we're living in at the moment in case you forgot i'd like to build the world a home and furnish it with love 